0: Beer with Buffy is a retro analytical love roast of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If you'd like to support our show financially, you can find us on Patreon.com/BeerWithBuffy. Don't forget to review us on iTunes if you like what you hear. I was told you were coming. The competition is just a beautiful thing. We're slayers, girlfriend, the chosen two. Why should we let him off? Go Gosh, I'm feeling really chipper.
1: <laughs> Who's for a root beer? Jeez. I don't like
0: vampires. Take a stand and say they're not good. Oh. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Oh, uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Welcome to Beer with Stranger Things. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Today we're talking about Season <laughs> 3, Episode 11. Haha, <laughs> there aren't 11 episodes. Okay, it's...
1: What? Why are we doing a Stranger Things podcast?
0: Hasn't this always been a Stranger Things podcast, Rex? No, it's a a Buffy podcast. Where the hell have you been, Rex? Mostly here. Wait, where
1: have I been? We we really need to to finish the podcast we've been doing.
0: Yeah, Beer with Stranger Things. No, Beer with Buffy. (sighs) Edgar, you want to weigh in on this? He's really not pulling his weight as co-host. No. I think we need to fire him. We don't pay him. Do you have a position for him as a cat? I do. I think you should hire him as a cat. Excellent. Good idea. (laughs) I'd like to see a resume, but I feel like he's qualified for the most part. He is small and fuzzy and meows a lot.
1: Way too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Beer with Buffy, I guess. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. And today we're doing Season 3, Episode 13, The Zeppo. The Zeppo. the Zeppo. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm bursting at the seams. I'm itching. I'm working on rewatching seasons one and two of Stranger Things because I really want to watch season three, but it's been a while since I saw seasons one and two, so I'm trying to get back up to and speed. And I
1: understand that wholeheartedly.
0: Yeah. But
1: we have fans who want us to finish this podcast. We have fans <laughs> who will be very upset
0: if we don't get to Angel. Yeah, I'm one of them. And you're probably the other one. And my mom. That there, makes three. That's there, all three of her fans.
1: No, there, there's
0: real fans right too. Right there. I, I mean, real fans. my mom's probably planning my murder, but, you know, she's my mom. She brought me into this world. She can take me out of it. That's legal, right? But if she takes you out, who is she going to guilt? <laughs> Edgar.
1: She doesn't know Edgar.
0: My brother. Her dog. Oh, <laughs> her friends.
1: Well, can you really guilt a blind and deaf dog? She
0: will find a goddamn way. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't know her. <laughs> Love you, Mommy. <laughs> I have to say that. <laughs> so rewatching Stranger Things has reminded me, or not really reminded me so much as... Shown me the way, the truth, the light. <laughs> all of these things, mainly that apparently all of my favorite things, or at least all of my really favorite things, always have something to do with underground evil laboratories or science <laughs> facilities and alternate dimensions. I think it all started with Half Life mostly. Okay. I guess Doom kind of counts. No, Doom's on Mars. Oh, that's, yeah, that's just another planet. <laughs> Other planets are boring.
1: <laughs> Shut I'm sorry. your
0: damn mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's in the same time-space continuum. Ew. <laughs> but no, Half-Life, Portal, Stranger Things, obviously. I think Austin Powers counts. That's Fringe. Nice. Fringe was one of my favorite TV yeah. shows. Like I think it's a God, severely show. a severely underrated TV show.
1: There's another on the list that I need to go back and rewatch.
0: Yeah. You have seen it though, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Oh, and there was a correction I wanted to make. Uh, Somebody corrected us on our Facebook page about Season 3, Episode 10, Amends, where Buffy said the line. She was reading from a book. She was um, in the library talking to Giles. Uh, She read the line, A child shall be born of man and goat and have two heads. The first shall speak only in riddles. She follows this up with, no wonder you like this stuff. It's like reading the sun. And I was like, what do you think she meant by that, Rex? <laughs> and and you were like, I don't know, I guess it burns her eyes because it's like looking at the yeah. sun. And I was like, that makes sense. That couldn't possibly mean anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a fan of our interpretation. I loved our interpretation. Um, but I mean, it's a little bit yeah. like trying to pay your rent with interpretive dance. It's cute, <laughs> but it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that cute? <laughs> that's wrong? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> so, what it
0: actually meant, she was she was referring. Uh, well, she was. It was a small poke at Giles for being British because the Sun is the title of a British tabloid.
1: What fascinates me is I do
0: know of the Sun, but I haven't seen it in like years and years. You know what's funny is I googled the Sun. And the tabloid came up before the scientific definition of the giant (laughs) ball of gas in the sky. (laughs) Just thought I'd point that out. Like, it was the very first Google thing. Our society just pains me. (laughs) On to the bomb synopsis. It had probably just... Joshua! Are you reading the tabloids again? I'm sorry, did you just pronounce it tabloids? (laughs) Don't make fun of my speech impediments, Joshua! Why not? I do to all of my friends, and they love me for it. Fuck you. (laughs) Which is probably why I wake up with random scars and have dreams of being beaten. (laughs) Those aren't dreams, Joshua. How would you know? I wouldn't. So what? uh, what, uh, What's going on with beer with Buffy? Or you don't know about beer with Buffy? (laughs) I I know I don't. You're right. What's going on with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Joshua, I know you like that show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a fan of your show. I didn't even know you had a show. I don't have a show. So, uh, what's, uh, what's going on with Faith and Xander? Are they a couple now? Are they going to get married? Are they going steady? Did they drink a shake with two straws? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, while that is pretty much a gesture of engagement, no, it was just sex. Oh, God, don't say those words to me, Joshua. <laughs> Why? I mean, I came out of your hoo-ha. Oh! <laughs> Those are your words, Mom. <laughs> I don't have words. I just talk. <laughs> anyway, no, Faith in, and Faith in Xander, not a thing. She just gets really horny sometimes. As she established well when we first met her, slaying makes her both hungry and horny. But this is a very Xander-centric episode. Xander gets to have his own little adventure because... Everyone's trying to keep him safe, and they're like, Oh no, Xander, you can't be here for this. This is the biggest thing we've ever done, and we want to do it all by ourselves and hog all the glory. But the joke's on them, because Xander hogs all the glory this episode instead. Because he goes out, he's having a big whole identity crisis, and he rents his uncle's car. Because he's mad at Cordelia for emasculating him, which she's really good at, by the way. And he gets yeah, in a knife does. fight, that's not a knife. This is a knife, that's not a knife, that's a spoon. Ah and so there's there's a little bit of necromancy robbing a store baking a cake. And and more dead people, they try to kill him. He runs, and they go, ah, and he goes, ah, and everybody's like, ah, and the whole time in the background, Buffy and Angel and Giles and Willow and everybody are fighting this big thing that's coming up out of the out of the hellmouth in the library. Uh, Xander's busy dealing with this small gang of undead dudes that are also bullies at his high school, it turns out. Anyway, he defuses a bomb. He gets the bad guy. And Xander kicks some ass this episode. And he learned something. Yeah. And we don't even really see any nice guy Xander this episode. We do see a little bit of nice guy faith. Yeah. Are you a nice guy, Joshua? I think I'm a very nice guy. That's what I tell all the ladies. <laughs> I say, my mom says I'm a very handsome young man. <laughs> and that's their reaction. I don't know what the problem is.
1: I'm sure that
0: works. Every time. Jesus Christ.
1: (laughs) I think we found your problem. I
0: I don't know what you mean, Rex. (laughs) I have no eye dizzle
1: Did you just say I-dizzle?
0: I did-dizzle. You (laughs) (laughs) do-dizzle. Oh, God. (laughs) I do-dizzle, too. We both-dizzle. Anyway. Moving on. Cold (laughs) open. Ladies. Gentlemen as the sun goes down, Soon as the sun goes down, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. Smoky Cave. Oh, dear God. So the whole gang, including Faith, is hanging out in this misty cavernous cavern thingy while they leisurely torture some poor demon lady. Turns out she's part of the Sisterhood of J. They're not, le- they're
1: fighting it. They're not leisurely torturing. Leisurely
0: it. torturing demons. But
1: specifically, Willow has done a magic to make it all misty. I mean, evil demons that deserve <laughs>
0: the torture. Yeah. <laughs> but leisurely nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> so, Willow provides the magical mist. Yep. Uh, Buffy provides the spot. Jows <laughs> is providing some of the push-em-shove-em. And uh, Faith provides the fuck off forever with my big shiny lady cock, which is actually a sword. Also and- called Stabby Stabby. <laughs> A.K.A. Stabby Stabby. Thank you very much. Xander provides the cowering in fear and some excellent after banter. Not to be confused with after birth. What part of the miracle of birth disgusts you, Rex? All of it. All of it? All of it. Every last bit of it.
1: Everything about it.
0: That's fair. Babies aren't nearly as cute as. No, they're fucking ugly. Kittens and stuff. (laughs) Kittens and puppies and (laughs) shit.
1: Ah. We got a good couple of lines from this scene, though. I like one from Willow. After the sisterhood thing, demon, whatever, is dead, she says, Yeah, I'm fine. The shaking is a side effect of the fear.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Xander pops out. They're pretty much doing a rundown of what happened, and they're like, everybody's okay. Wait, where's Xander kind of thing? Yeah, he pops out of the trash. Yeah, it looked like he was like under a piece of cardboard or something. I don't know why there was a cardboard box in this misty cave, but whatever. I guess, you know, it's modern times. People, yeah. people need stuff in caves too, right? Yeah. Sure. Anyway... She says, maybe you shouldn't be leaping into the fray like that. Maybe you should be fray adjacent. And Xander replies, excuse me? Who, at a crucial moment, distracted the lead demon by allowing her to pummel him about the head? Faith says, yeah, that was real manly how you shrieked and all. (laughs) Xander's like, I think you'll find that was more of a bellow.
1: (laughs) Tomato, tomato. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought was probably some of the best banter we've had all season, honestly. It
1: really was.
0: Uh, But basically, the main point of the whole uh, scene is Xander's useless, and he knows it. At least he's funny about it. Yeah. But they start deciding all of a sudden that they need to keep him safe, and maybe he just shouldn't be involved with these kind of slaying events anymore. Yeah. For the most part.
1: Before the end of the close, we get one other good line from Willow as they're contemplating what to do with the the demon bodies. Uh, Buffy suggests burning them, and Willow's response is, "I brought marshmallows." Yeah. Everyone turns and looks at her, and she goes, "Occasionally, I'm callous and strange."
0: <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I kind of enjoy it when she's callous and strange. Opening sequence. Yes.
1: After the opening sequence, we go to the school. Xander's doing some overcompensation. Very much so. Got some uh, jock fellows tossing football back and forth.
0: He's feeling really insecure about his masculinity. Yeah. And he's trying really hard to play catch with some jocks who are tossing football back and forth. Jumping around going, here, over here, over here, like a fucking baboon. Yeah, he's like, I need to play football because it'll make me feel all manly. Okay, I've, yeah. I've heard worse ideas. Go on.
1: And so one of them does finally throw it to Xander, past Xander, and he runs after it, fumbles it, and the ball hits Jack
0: O'Toole. It just happens to knock over the lunch of the biggest psychopath in school. What are the odds? I love that his name is
1: Jack O'Toole.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize his last name was O'Toole. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he's such a tool. What a tool. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the the interaction is excellent, but awkward. He backpedals fairly well. Xander does
0: yeah he was about as nice about it as he could possibly be he offered to get the guy another drink yeah uh he said hey sorry man that was just an accident and this guy just won't let it go he wants to be the biggest of dickbags the biggest macho
1: douchebag on the planet and of course cordy is looking on this whole fucking time
0: yeah and she's Almost, I think, more cruel than Jack. Like, at least Jack has the excuse of, like, I'd be pretty pissed if somebody just knocked over my lunch. Uh, Yeah. As an example, one time I was sitting at the coffee shop and somebody kicked my power cord out of the outlet and it broke my adapter. Oh, shit. And they were like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I was just holding it. And normally I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. But they fucking broke it. Like, this is going to cost me $25 at least. And I did not have a, oh, don't worry about it, in me at the moment. Right. I just kind of stared at them while holding it and looking back and forth from it to them. And they, about 20 seconds into the profuse apology, just turned and walked away. Didn't even (laughs) offer to pay for it. And I was like, that's fucking amazing. All righty. Knocking something over and not doing any damage. Profuse apology, great. You fucking break somebody's shit, you offer to pay for it. Yeah. They just fucking left. Anyway. Cordy uh, accuses Xander of being the Zeppo. Yeah, I I didn't bother looking that up. What's the history behind that word? So, do you know who the Marx Brothers are? Yeah, of course. You mean the actors? Yeah, the 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 comedy actor brothers. Right,
1: so there was four of them. Sure. One of them was Zeppo Marx. Okay? He was the straight man. He was the uncool one. Huh. He was the he was the one that didn't fit in the bunch. Gotcha. She goes full hog season 1 Cordy on his ass.
0: Yeah, it's really cruel. It is. And other than the fact that that they had a bad breakup, I don't understand this kind of cruelty. The mentality behind this. Like I I don't understand any kind of I, wanting to make I other suspect, people feel like shit.
1: I suspect it's overcompensation to how she's feeling.
0: Yeah, it, it really just... I can't think of any internal source other than insecurity that would cause somebody to act this way.
1: And it's not remotely explored in this episode. It might be explored later, but that's what I think it is.
0: Yeah, we're, we're kind of expected to just be, oh, that's just Cordy. Right. And it's always been like that since before they dated... And it was what made them start dating. Yeah. Weirdly. But
1: she's really fucking harsh. And just as she walks away, she goes, there was no part of that that wasn't fun. Yeah,
0: but the outfits suck. This whole rainbow thing is so over. I'm thinking more sporty, like he'll figure
1: maybe. Beer with Buffy would like to announce a t-shirt contest. Till August 31st, midnight Eastern Time. If you submitted an iTunes review, take a screenshot of you submitting the iTunes review, and email that screenshot to us, you'll be entered in a drawing for the t shirt. Full contest rules will be on our Patreon.
0: Like you guys! It's totally a contest! <laughs> and then to the cafeteria. Xander is waxing philosophical with Oz over the essence of cool.
1: Yeah. I love this conversation. I didn't write down a whole lot of it, but I loved the conversation.
0: Ditto. I would have to say my favorite line from this conversation was, uh, Xander says, is it about the talking? You know, the way you tend to express yourself in short, noncommittal phrases? (laughs) Oz replies, could be. Yeah. I feel like that summed up the whole conversation. Xander is like, oh, but wait, you're in a band.
1: I should be in a band. Mm -hmm. He goes... Is it hard to play guitar? Oz's response is, not the way I play it.
0: <laughs> and, I mean, I feel like he's really close here. Being in a band is definitely one of the fastest routes to being one of the cool kids, probably. But even then.
1: My favorite part about this is the meta joke of the fact that Seth Green can't play guitar.
0: He fakes it on screen. Uh, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to play guitar the way he <laughs> plays it. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh, that's extra fun. Okay. Fourth wall. Fake doors. (laughs) So so Xander's like, I need something unique. Blah, 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 blah. I need a thing. What do I have? Oz answers, an exciting new obsession, which I feel makes you very special. (laughs) (laughs) And so Oz thinks Xander's overthinking it. Yeah, definitely. And I agree, but I also kind of understand uh, where Xander's coming from. And nonetheless find it very entertaining. It's really easy <laughs> to get super self-conscious, especially when you're a teenager. Yeah. yeah. And I've spent a large portion of my life in very self-conscious mindsets, and it
1: sucks. They do that thing where their transition applies to the end of a scene and the beginning of a scene. Yeah. Because Oz is saying that, hey, man, it's not the end of the world. But it is the end of the world, so says Giles to Buffy in the library. He does, in fact. Giles tells Buffy all about the sisterhood of Jay? Jay. J. 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 I, I I heard I wrote she- it down, but I didn't write it down phonetically.
0: I should have written it down phonetically. Right? I heard Shay at first, and I was like, I'm imagining that like Shea butter, but it's probably <laughs> not spelled like that. So it turns out it's spelled with a J. J J-H-E. What the fuck? J. (laughs) What the hell language is that? It's a soft J. I don't know what language it is, and I don't care.
1: But yeah, they're, they're an apocalypse cult. Yeah. You know, like you do sometimes.
0: Giles is saying that this
1: is a pretty big fucking deal, and it's likely something very dangerous.
0: Something big is happening buffy <laughs> it's dangerous and it's gonna be hellish that comes later Alrighty.
1: <laughs> in the middle of this scene oz comes in because he's got to lock himself in the cage and be all wolf boy giles basically explains that the sisterhood wants to open the hell mouth
0: yep and then oz turns into a werewolf i really still hate that makeup
1: yeah, it's not good.
0: It's it's, <laughs> it's awful. Cut to the school front, out front of the school. Willow
1: expounds on her range of nightmares, which is not very wide.
0: Yeah. It consists of three. Anything not involving academic failure or public nudity are about the demon that almost got out of the hellmouth the night that Buffy died. Yep. End of season one, I'm assuming, because I can't think yeah. of any other time she's yeah, died yet. That's the demon they're talking about. Okey-doke. Tentacly... I, d- I don't remember that. I remember the demon coming out of the basement floor in the one where they were all, like, possessed. Or hypnotized, or whatever.
1: No, this was this was the night the Master died.
0: Yeah. I, I guess I... Okay, I kind of remember. The effects were better this time around. Oh, God, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, they had a significantly bigger budget in Season 3 than they did Season 1.
0: I can imagine. Xander pulls up in a flashy classic yeah. car... Acquired thanks to his uncle Rory having too many DUIs and letting Xander rent it from him, which is kind of neat. I think Buffy put it better. Xander drives
1: up in his penis metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, he's like, hey, how do you like
0: my thing? Huh? (laughs) What do you think of my thing? Is this a penis metaphor? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, for once, no. (laughs) I mean, it is about his ego. I mean, it
1: is. It's penis metaphor. Well,
0: everything's penis metaphor if you think about it hard enough. You know, like hard, also hard enough. Uh, yeah, uh, I get Rex,
1: it. I get it. Also, everything's a penis metaphor when you're a teenager.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. You get
1: aroused by linoleum,
0: especially linoleum with Hustler images engraved into it. Yeah.
1: So Buffy says that the end of the world is coming.
0: They send
1: Xander off to get donuts.
0: <laughs> well, he offers very earnestly to help in any way that he can. He's like, we're in this together. I'm going to help in any way that I can. You just tell me how. Cut to the donut shop. <laughs> God damn,
1: the, those donuts look so fucking good.
0: They do. They look amazing. Now, is Cordy just following him around to fucking torture him? Come on. Cordelia doesn't Maybe. eat donuts. She's too vain. She's got to be watching her. Well-
1: Okay, yeah, that's Watch possibly part of it. Parts. But also, as previously established, Sunnydale's not that big.
0: Right? <laughs> Who
1: knows? This place could be just next door to the high school.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sunnydale feels a whole lot bigger than they act like it well, is. Right. There's 12 fucking graveyards. <laughs> Jesus. It's 12 grade
1: graveyards in three streets.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> but no, they're just always in a graveyard, like the infrastructure is just built around the graveyards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Cordy dubs
1: herself the Surgeon of Mean.
0: Yeah, and she really is. She is. I still don't think that's a great thing to be proud of. Oh, god, no, but she's got to hold on to what she can. <laughs> she says, Oh, yeah, yeah, ooh, again, I strike the nerve. I am the Surgeon of Mean. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Xander, he's pretty fed up with her shit. He's like, you think you know everything, and he's walking out the door. She comes back with a pretty good burn. I think I know you. He says, that's a laugh. She's she's being really unfair at this point. Like, the man's just trying to move on. Oh, yeah. You're done. Leave him the fuck alone.
1: She is unquestionably poking at the wound.
0: This, yeah, this is just balls out harassment. So Cordelia says, oh, what, you got a shiny car and now you're someone new? Like, anybody even cares about... Cute, attractive blonde. Is that your car? Yeah. Turns out somebody cares about it. And she knows way more about cars than I do. Too bad it's somebody that bores Xander to tears. So, cut to... Duh, bronze. Yep. I mean, at least Xander got the chance to make Cordelia eat her words... Yeah. ...right in the middle of them. That must have been super satisfying. Oh, I bet. (laughs) But, no,
1: Xander is super bored at their impromptu date thing happening. Yeah. Because literally the only thing this woman even remotely cares about is cars.
0: And, I mean, kudos. Like, at least she knows something and they're not just playing up the completely dumb blonde trope. No, no. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But... But it's It's sad when you have
1: any person who is this one. No, and I've met a few.
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's not the love at first sight that we all wanted it to be or that it's not even a fun night out with somebody that could have been a nice person for Xander to date for a minute. It's it's a bust, but whatever. But it has to be. And that's the beauty
1: of it, because it's ill gotten gains. He gained this date by means that are not him being himself so it the fact that it's a bust is exactly what it needs to be right
0: well i mean trying to define oneself by being the person with a car granted in sunnydale <laughs> um that and it is a really nice fucking car it is a really cool car but yeah it's not like he's a car guy so what's the point right you're just some asshole with a nice car
1: at the very least be like hey uncle Give me a few lines to memorize about your car.
0: Yeah. You know? Or Google it. I mean, you know, wait a decade or two for Google to, <laughs> you know, really flesh itself out first. And then Google it. Yeah. We should figure out what kind of deal this is. I mean, is it a gathering, a shindig, or a hootenanny? Well, gathering is brie, mellow song stylings, shindig dip, less mellow song stylings for per perhaps a large amount of malt beverage, and nanny. Chalk full of who? Just a little
1: bit of nanny. My favorite part of this entire scene, though,
0: is when Angel shows up. <laughs> Never seen Xander <laughs> so excited to see Angel. Right. That was <laughs> hilarious. But he's doing his whole, oh, the world's in danger. Buffy, I gotta find Buffy. <laughs> Buffy, something's wrong. Damn it, we have to find Buffy. I need to show her how broody I am about how everything is going so wrong. Yep. And uh so he leaves and he's like no xander you need to stay here i'm too broody it's too dangerous for you (laughs) and it's like xander's trying as hard as he can to get angel to go back to the library with him yeah um but he's trying to protect xander just like everybody else is trying to protect everybody this episode and it's really kind of annoying I love the fact that they had this gag running the whole fucking
1: episode. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. (laughs)
0: Um, And so uh, her name is Lysette. Lysette? Lysette. According to the transcription, that's the name they chose and never once established. Uh, Or Lysette. Bad name. Maybe it's Lysette.
1: Lysette. Still, that's not a good name. L L Y
0: S E T T E. Anyway, she wants to go for another drive. And so outside the bronze, Xander is complaining that the Scoobs don't recognize his prowess and treat him like a klutz. Immediately as he's saying, he proves that he's a klutz. What am I? Some sort of klutz crash right into the car in front of him. And guess who gets out of the goddamn car? Toolbag himself. (laughs) Toolbag McJack. Jack in the box. Oh, tool. Jack into the toolbox. There it is. I knew I'd fall on it eventually. Um, <laughs> Jack in the toolbox. Yeah. I like, I like that. that. <laughs> Cut back to the library where we have
1: uh, Buffy and Willow researching Oz is
0: Cranky. Willow makes note of that and uh, turns out Buffy ate all the jelly donuts because. Oh, I'll read Buffy's line. You read Giles's lines. So Willow says, where are you going? And Giles says, um, to try to contact the spirit guides. They exist out of time, but have knowledge of the future. I have no idea if they will respond to my efforts, but I have to try. All we know is that the fate of the entire world rests on, did you eat all the jellies?
1: Then Buffy says, did you want a jelly? And then Giles says, I always have a jelly. I'm the one who says, let's have a jelly in the mix. Then Mm -hmm. Willow says... Buffy ate three.
0: So suddenly, the goddamn jelly donuts become a bigger deal. Yes. Then the issue at hand, and it transitions into them into him saying, "Well, we we need we need to send Xander to get more jelly donuts." And, but Buffy's very dead set that Xander's not helping this time around yep. because they need to know that he's safe. Everybody needs to know that everybody's safe. Mostly, specifically J- Xander. Uh, sometimes a little bit Willow gets some of that this episode as well. Back to the bronze. Where Xander's trying to talk himself out of the situation. And Jack just cannot resist flexing on Xander. Nope.
1: There's a, oh, a good line here. I yeah, like Okay, line. yeah. I like that line Because they're too. talking and Xander's trying to talk the situation down. We can work this out like two reasonable... Shing! Frontiersmen? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> because... <laughs>
0: That's not a knife. This, this is, a, is knife. a knife. Oh, I see you played Knifey Spoonie before. No, that was... It's a hell of a knife. They stole that knife from the goddamn... Crocodile Dundee. Crocodile Dundee set.
1: Oh, yeah. It is
0: the exact same knife. Jack goes, where do you want it? Uh, I'm fairly certain I don't want it at all, but uh, thank you. <laughs> like this knife. <laughs> Is about as small as a knife can get without being a machete, I think. Well, D- Xander even says that's not a knife, that's a sword. I think that's technically a sword. <laughs> i don't know, I say you've played knife and swordy before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It is very, it's closer to a machete than it is a knife. It really is. And <gasps> he's just rubbing it up and down Xander's throats. <laughs> Like Christ, how are you not drawing blood? Well, it looks dull even, as fuck. He, Jack even says, "Do you feel me?" And he goes,
1: "Well, I more or less feel Katie."
0: <laughs> Cuz the the knife's name is Katie. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um it's a great scene though. So anyway, Lisette is as big of a psychopath as Jack here because yeah. she's whining about being bored while Xander is caught in the middle of a knife fight and an insurance scandal. <laughs> and not only that, but partially in the middle of a carjacking. Yeah. Because at the as they leave, uh, Xander's like, well, what about your car? Oh, that's not my car. Yeah. But before that, Jack
1: is talking about the reason that Xander is a loser is basically he's afraid and it's about having no fear. And he even hands Xander the knife. Oh, yeah. And then tackles him against the car and then a cop shows up. And Xander manages to win Jack over by not snitching on him.
0: Yes. Which... I wouldn't have gone that route. Yeah. I'd have turned his ass in, in a heartbeat. A heartbeat.
1: I mean, to be fair, I think the entire reason that Xander didn't turn him in is he thought that that was Jack's car. Ah, right. Had he known that that wasn't Jack's car, he'd have definitely turned him in.
0: Yeah, that that wouldn't have even factored in for me, because, you know... Getting in trouble for not having insurance is way not as bad as um, getting stabbed. Right. Yeah. Right. But
1: yeah, Jack's like, oh, no, we're just wrestling. And Xander's like, oh, yeah, you know, just two guys just wrestling. Not in a gay way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, what? what? Way to take it to the to the homophobe place. Xander. Yeah. It's still the 90s. What are you going to do? I know it's
1: still the 90s, but it still annoys me. Right.
0: I mean, Rent came out in the 90s and everybody loved it. How fucking homophobic can we still be? Yeah. Fast forward 20 years later. Right. So Jack likes Xander now and they're
1: going to go get the boys. Let's go get the boys.
0: (laughs) And of course, everybody's thinking, oh, they're going to go drive around and pick up some dudes at their houses. Cut to the cemetery. No, they're going to raise them from the fucking dead. How, how about a
1: little necromancy? How about that? I have a very important question for you, Josh. Go on. Do you recognize Bob? Hasn't he played a zombie before? He's been involved with zombies. Do you know where he's been involved with zombies? I wasn't, wasn't he in the episode with the football? No, different actor. Okay. But you recognize him because it's Abraham from Walking Dead. Shut your fucking cake hole. Two episodes in a row, Walking Dead cast members. Holy shit. Michael Cudlitz, I think that's how you pronounce it, but yeah, it's Abraham from Walking Dead. Oh my fucking God. Because I thought it was the same dude from that other episode, so I looked that up and then I found out it wasn't that dude, it's fucking Abraham. It's fucking <laughs> Abraham, like 15 years before rewatch wow rewatch his lines in this again
0: I'm gonna and have you'll, to you'll
1: hear it as soon as I realize that I'm like holy shit it's him
0: oh my god that's amazing it is this is an amazing episode already okay
1: <laughs> so Abraham is by far one of my absolute all time favorite shorter lived characters of The Walking Dead
0: Yo, no he's definitely one of my favorite characters altogether great actor great character
1: Mostly subpar in this,
0: <laughs> but I, I mean, he got the job done. I was actually very impressed with the entire, uh, zombie kid cast here. Oh yeah. They, they played douchebags really well. And their makeup was fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty well done.
1: And I say young people don't learn anything in high school nowadays, but, um,
0: I've learned to be a friend. So what was the uh, story about that alligator? So, Lysit is uh, is suddenly scared off by corpses. I mean, a knife fight, nothing. But, okay, now we're raising the dead? All right. That's the first smart thing she's done in the episode.
1: It's important to have lines and barriers in the sand. It's like, you draw a line. Like, knife fight's fine. Carjacking's okay. Zombie's bad.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's That's a good line. I'm happy with that. I want to say barrier now because you said Boundary. barrier. Boundary. Boundary. That's yes. the word we're looking for. I'm happy with that boundary. Cut to another cemetery or another part no, of the same, same cemetery. cemetery. Giles is summoning the spirit guides he spoke of earlier yep. amid speaking of jelly donuts. And they just tell him to piss off. Yeah. They're, they, they ain't having that shit. And Xander just happens to run across Giles. Hey, we got some problems here. Giles is like, oh, something smells like death.
1: And he goes, I think that's Bob. That's probably Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't pick up on what's going on with Xander at all.
0: I really thought he was going to be like, Giles, you need to bail me out here. Dear God, help me. Yeah. I'm surrounded by zombies. But no. No. Xander
1: realizes that he's just going to have to deal with the situation. Cut to Willie's place.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Willie Dunn got fucked up by the fancy shiny new demons. He informs Buffy that whatever's happening is tonight. Like, shit's going down, like, right now. And uh, he tells... We're all fucked. Yeah. We're all fucked. Everybody, run for the hills. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And that's exactly what he tells Buffy to do.
1: Run for the fucking hills with Angel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we, uh, we get a little moment of solidarity between Buffy and Willie. He's like... My clientele isn't exactly orphans and nuns, but these guys were something else or something like that. Yeah. She's like, I'll get them for you, Willie, or something like that. I don't know. Cut to Xander's car. Yeah. And let's get some beer. (laughs) (laughs) Abraham's yelling
1: about beer. (laughs)
0: I'm so happy that that's (laughs) Abraham. right? Uh, They're all being stereotypically wild and crazy, like college kids who the fuck gets buried in their varsity letter jacket is that a thing if you die as a high schooler i
1: don't know that that's a thing but the other football player that was a zombie that we think abraham looks like was probably also buried in his letter letter jacket he
0: seemed like the the kind or the type yeah anyway
1: they want to bake a cake
0: so they're all talking about these different things they want to do like Fucking up the guy that murdered Bob. Yeah. Baking a cake. And I was like, I really, really want to see them actually bake a cake. Right. It's like, this is obviously a metaphor for something, and I don't know what. Well, I was not disappointed, but... Do you remember what the other suggestion was? Because there were three. Uh, One for each dead guy.
1: I I missed the other one.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, so they stop at a... They... They let Jack make the decision on which idea to go with. Yep. And so they stop in front of a hardware store and immediately just shatter the window. We get a great Xander line here, too. because yeah. He's like,
1: guys, I don't think they're open. They bust out the window. They're always open for crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm involved with crime now. <laughs> and then he sees Willow. And she's like, Xander, and what are you doing?
0: Not crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was excellent. She's like, shit's going down, Xander. I got to get this shit back to Buffy. And he's like, what's going down? She leaves and then comes back, hugs him
1: and tells, tells him that she loves him. And then she runs off. And then he is like, oh, I can't do this anymore, Jack. And Jack's like, oh,
0: what? You want out, man? We need a wheelman. Yeah, because they decide that they need to initiate him into the group. They're like, you got to die. And then there's a commercial break. And then Xander's like, wait, 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 wait. Jack's not dead. Pulls up his shirt. He's got like four bullet holes in him. Surprise! Hey, you've been hanging out with zombies all night. Yep. What a twist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a little a a little bit sad that they didn't let Xander get killed and be a zombie (laughs) because then we would have had a slayer a vampire a zombie a werewolf and a witch yeah that could have been a superpower he's dead
0: sure so he can (laughs) he can take bullets yeah it would have been an interesting direction to take the character for him to just do the rest of the show as a dead guy yeah that would have been interesting actually yeah huh I'm
1: kind of a little bit sad they didn't go that route. Huh. That could have worked. Yeah. Missed opportunities. Exactly. But Xander manages to get away from them quite cleverly, I might add. Well, he jukes them real good. Yeah.
0: Takes off with the car and the ingredients for baking a cake. Yeah. Purely by the sake of his own nimbleness and the skin of his dick hairs, he manages to escape. (laughs) Yeah. He leaps into the car and takes off. Just before they're able to catch up to him. And he wants none of their shit. Zero shit. So cut to Faith fighting one of those newfangled demon thingies in a park. It's slamming her into the soft, cushy chain link fence to no avail. Yeah. And she's like, oh, not the chain link fence. Uh," She doesn't say that, but it's kind of the It's like, really, this doesn't look like it hurts at all. I feel like I'm watching professional wrestling. Stop it. Right. Exactly. Like, can you guys just get to the cuddling already? I mean, really. (laughs) Cue Xander showing up, and he takes out the
1: demon with his car.
0: Yeah. This is Xander's new superpower. Having a car. Uh, Right. It's actually useful. Because in Sunnydale, having a car practically (laughs) is a superpower. Yes. That's what Cordy's power was (laughs) for the longest time. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was my only argument that I had against her... Telling Xander he's the worthless Zeppo of the group. Well, what did you provide, Cordelia? It's not like you were any good at research.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Xander's better at research than you. And, well, she did have a car. And that was her superpower, like, the first time she really got involved yeah. in the Scooby's happenings.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So She drove it through a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Which was neat.
1: Yeah, it was quite neat.
0: Um, so cut back to Faith's apartment. Yep. Because she jumps into this, like it comes in handy so many times that this car is a uh, convertible. With the top down specifically. Uh-huh. So she leaps in and he drives off and they outrun this this newfangled demon, whatever. They never do establish what kind of demons they are. No, no. They're if just it's some the kind sisterhood. Some kind of enhanced vampire or what. We don't know. Faith's apartment, she's dislocated her shoulder. I don't think you can do that. I don't think that's how you put it back. However, it did help Xander and Faith have their hands all over each other while Faith was particularly needing some satisfaction because she didn't get to kill the demon.
1: It is really hilarious, though, because she's like, hold me. And he walks up and he's about to, like, romantically hold her. Yeah, just hug her. And... (laughs) she's like, no, and like moves his arm so that she can get her shoulder back in place. Yeah. And then they get it on.
0: Yeah. Wow. Think he can take me? Thanks be fancy free. Thanks be fancy. Thanks be fancy free. Thanks thanks, fancy free. Thanks be fancy free. Thanks be fancy. Thanks be fancy free. Thanks be fancy
1: free. Thanks be fancy free. Cause you and I are gonna have fun, you know?
0: So Xander loses his virginity in quite possibly the most unexpected way possible that I didn't remember this at all.
1: No buildup or anything just out of the fucking blue. And you know what? I like that they did that.
0: Yeah. I think this is Xander's new superpower. Being single enough to bang Faith guilt-free exactly one time. (laughs) He can only do it once.
1: (laughs) I can't say I'm not jealous. Afterwards, they're slightly cuddly for like five seconds. And then Faith boots his ass out and says, I (laughs) got (laughs) a (laughs) shower.
0: Which is hilarious. And yet at the same time, I'm like, if the tables were turned, how much shit would Xander have gotten for that? Oh, and you can tell he already
1: has doe eyes aplenty for her.
0: Well, I mean, he was obviously kind of crushing on her the, the minute he met her. Yeah, but But now definitely. He has a habit of
1: doing that. Cut back to the library. Oz is freaking out. Giles lets him out of the cage. Willow tranks him. It's a slight ordeal.
0: I'm sure we both have the same damn question here. Why the fuck didn't they just shoot him before they opened the cage? Right. There's plenty of space between the cage. And he has less space to move. Yeah. Easier fucking target. And zero danger of him attacking you if you miss. Yeah. Whatever. You barely even have to fucking aim. Yeah, seriously. But yeah, they move him down to the the boiler
1: room. Cut back to the car. Xander is kind of in the afterglow of getting it on. Decides to look through the stuff in the back seat briefly. And realizes that a cake is not a cake. (laughs) It's a bomb. (laughs) Hey!
0: They're not baking any
1: cakes. <laughs> God
0: damn it, Xander.
1: I personally like to think that he legitimately thought they were gonna bake a cake.
0: Why a hardware store though? Xander's not that bright. I know. <laughs> I think he was being ironic even though he knew nobody was listening. Right. That that's that's what I like to believe is that even Xander's not that dumb.
1: I'm a firm believer that he falls into the category of being his own audience.
0: Right? Yeah. Like, he didn't know what they were doing, but it sure as hell wasn't actually baking a cake. Right. You've had to have done that, right? Oh, Where yeah. you're your own audience. Of course. You perform for yourself. Of course. like yeah. I'll, I'll make a joke. A lot of people think I'm serious when I say shit like that, that I know makes, if you take it seriously, it makes it sound like I'm a huge idiot. And people are like, are you fucking serious right now? I'm like, no, I'm not that I'm not fucking serious. I did like the bit. So...
1: Xander pulls up to the the hardware store where he last saw the gang. He's trying to solve the problem and figure out what's going on, but all he can think about is sex.
0: Sex, 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 sex. Can't blame him. I'd be focused on that too. I loved his line here. So he's looking through the broken window of the hardware store. He says, long gone. Probably loaded with supplies. Gotta think. I can't believe I had sex. Okay. <laughs> bombs already dead guys with bombs
1: <laughs> i like that he calls them already dead guys <laughs> yeah
0: it, it was really just the gotta think can't believe i had sex ah! <laughs> golden moment golden cut to angels the scene here
1: is a dramatic scene because it's dramatic and everyone's dramatic Because it's just the most hammy, dramatic shit ever.
0: Well, Rex. (laughs) I knew you would! If there was ever a time for a dramatic reading... I think it is unquestionably time for a dramatic reading. I don't think I'm even sending it up that much, but with this one, I think they specifically were doing this as their own (laughs) meta-dramatic reading. Right? But here we are anyway. I don't know what to do! (laughs) Then let me decide for you. I can face this thing. You can't! Look, I can at least buy you enough time for Willow's spell to bind it. Buffy, this is worse than anything we've ever faced. It's the only way. I can't watch you die again. I love you. Sorry.
1: You good? I just almost died on beer. Continue.
0: <laughs> I love you. I love you. Nothing could change that. Not even death. Not even my broody, brooded death, Buffy. Yeah. Don't talk to me like that. You may not be ready to go, but I am not ready to lose you. Okay, this is my fight, and if you won't do it my way, then you're... <clears throat> Enter Xander. Uh,
1: this is probably a bad time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love that the music comes to a dead halt. <laughs> right. It's like any random traveler just walked into a saloon in any western you can think of. The piano stops playing. The bartenders stop pouring. I didn't. I did not
1: look to see how much of a hand Joss himself had in the creation of this episode. Yeah, but I suspect that it was a lot—a heavy, heavy um, hand. Because I believe. especially this scene, mm-hmm. it's so hardcore, dripping. Yeah, it's
0: super it was thick. right on the edge. I was like, are, re- "Are they really making this melodramatic on purpose, just for the sake of?" <coughs> hey guys. And then that, there was my answer. There was my answer. Yes. Right
1: before Xander cuts in, you're almost to the point where you're like, oh, can we be done with this now? Yeah.
0: And in every aspect, absolutely perfect timing. So they turn and they look at him like he just shat on their front lawn. So he's like, um, can I help? And they ever so subtly just shake their heads like, no, no, you fucking can't excuse you (laughs) well excuse me princess (laughs) and so as Xander saunters away the camera moves back to Buffy and Angel and the music cues up and (laughs) again and they and they both have this look on their faces like okay back to our dramatic arguing thank god (laughs) like this is just what they do for fun right? from
1: this is the moment where the gears on the episode slightly change because we we get a constant back and a much more constant back and forth between the A story and the B story. Yeah. The comedic timing between jumping through the, between the the stories is
0: fucking perfect. It is. I you know, this is the entire premise of the t- of the TV show Extras. Like, it's all about the B story, not the A story. Yeah. And then you get these little interjections of the A story with perfect comedic timing.
1: Yeah, and it's... Oh, it's too fucking perfect. It's a
0: fantastic change of
1: pace for this show, too. It
0: it really is. I think this is hands down Xander's best episode. Oh, by far. Thus far, if not the entire series. I'm dating I'm having serious dating with a werewolf. And I'm studying witchcraft and and killing vampires. It's like a drug. Cut to the library. Um, Giles is lighting candles, and he's got this big rune-filled circle laid out on the floor, presumably where the Hellmouth is. Yep, He's prepping for some sort of spell. Willow enters. She announces that Oz is moved and safe. And Giles is like, well, anyway, is safer than here right now. And OK, that's great. Giles tells Willow rather forcefully that he will be finishing the incantation. Yeah. And Willow is not to argue because he wants her safe. Everyone in this episode wants everyone fucking safe. Yeah. It's just deal with the fucking problem and get on with your shit. Yeah, seriously. Just assume that everybody who's been able to handle themselves thus far can handle themselves and stop. Overinflating your ego by being like, "I need to protect you." For fuck's sake, y'all been at this for two and a half years. Seriously, cut to somewhere where the the dead douchebags are successfully preparing a time bomb. It's not somewhere. Oh, I specifically
1: underneath. Yeah, underneath the library because Giles's line is, "Who knows what could come from underneath?" And then the camera pans down. Oh. And we see
0: under directly under them, they're pu- they're setting the bomb up. Interesting. Yeah. So they did kind of establish where the bomb was being set up yep. before Xander's told. Yeah. Where the bomb is. Okay. Um, do 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 do. Then
1: we cut back to Xander's car, and Xander sees the gang walking down the street. Cue just the best badass moment
0: we've had for Xander in a long while. Seriously, though, I mean, I don't really understand why they didn't all just leap onto his car as he slowly drives through the group of them. But nevertheless, Xander manages his plan works. He manages to stealthily grab one of the dead dudes. I think it was Dicky. If it wasn't Dicky, it was the other really rotted one. He's dragging him along as he's speeding off in the car and he's interrogating him where the bomb is. And I was just starting to think, man, Xander, you need to watch the road. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're spending a lot of time talking directly at this dude. And uh, it's like, all right, now listen very carefully, because the next thing you're going to tell me is, how do I do... Off with his head. The poor zombie was disorganized <laughs> On a mailbox yeah <laughs> that's, a stu- that's a sturdy fucking mailbox right or
1: a not sturdy zombie i mean he's he's a zombie he's a rotted corpse right yeah that's fair okay. <laughs> <laughs> so again excellent timing and <laughs> i this is the one number one moment where i just i had to pause it and just spend some time <laughs> laughing yeah Oh, it was too fucking good. It was out of the blue. I didn't fully see it coming at all. It was fantastic. Especially because immediately after that, Xander goes, I guess I should have left out that middle part.
0: <laughs> I kind of saw it coming because it just kept progressively getting sillier and sillier. You
1: have a more a better fundamental understanding of comedic timing than okay. I do. So this shit works better
0: on me. <laughs> good. I mean... I, I still fucking love it. It's still amazing, but I do tend to see it coming a little, more, a little better. But now Xander knows where the bomb is. He doesn't know how to fucking disarm the bomb, but he knows where the bomb is. And that's a start. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Deadites rejects follow Xander back to the school, where hilarity ensues as a Scooby-Doo <laughs> style chase ensues. It's the best kind of cartoonish, man. Yeah, it really is. So Xander, the deadites, and the the newfangled demons are all involved now. So Xander's running past the library as we get a brief glimpse of uh, the rest of the Scooby gang fighting this big tentacly demon. And we we got the dramatic music. And Giles makes mention that it's
1: grown. Ah, yeah. Just a, a great little quick throw away throwaway line here as they're chasing Xander. Bob gets a fire axe. And oh, yeah. he picks up the fire axe, he's like, good for chopping. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was cheesy as shit.
1: I know, which is why it's entertaining. Alright. So But Bob fights Bob fights Xander and loses. Mm-hmm. And then Xander tips a fucking pop machine onto his head.
0: Yeah. So Xander's... No Xander, more Bob. No more Bob. What about that's, Bob? What about Bob? I love that movie. That's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Bob had bombs too. Yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Xander is down to two. He's taking yep. out two of these dead fuckers. And, he man- and so he's chasing the third one that's not Jack. But before that, though, he like is
1: face-to-face with him. And he starts to like... Talk macho at him, and dude just runs.
0: <laughs> he's, like, he's like, hey, I wasn't finished, man. Note to self, yeah. less talk, Xander. That was a funny moment. I forgot about that. So he's chasing this guy through the halls, and he runs down a dark hallway. Pause. Comes running Scooby-Doo moment. Comes running back, <laughs> and into another room. I mean, Xander has the... The smarts to turn and hide because now they're being chased by these other demons, the Sisterhood, and they chase the other zombie dude into another classroom or whatever. And they we hear him being squelchily, screamily eaten. Yeah,
1: you know it's unfortunate when you get brought back as a zombie, but you still feel pain. I know, right? Like
0: I call that's bullshit. Yeah, I would want a refund. That's the worst kind of necromancy. (laughs) Yeah. Life is a lemon and I want my... Well, you're not alive, so sorry. (laughs) Unlife is a lemon. (laughs) This receipt is void. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, so it's down to Xander and Jack. Yep, and Xander's like, I gotta get to the boiler room. And turns, just
1: as a fucking tentacle monster head pops out of the wall. He's like, other way. Yeah and he heads down
0: to the boiler room
1: where he finds the cake that they have baked
0: (laughs) now I know what it means to bake a cake yeah weird cake it seems a lot more like a bomb doesn't it yeah yeah weird seems like they could have just said I want to make a bomb and blow something up yeah huh Xander upon seeing the bomb sets
1: down the axe and he's about to like try and disarm the bomb and he says less than two minutes
0: dumb guy little bomb
1: how hard could it be
0: Enter Jack. Yep. Uh, interject. Enter Jack. No. Hmm. Coincidence? Yes. Totally. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> a fight ensues. Xander gets to uh, face his own demons, as it were. Literally. Literally and figuratively. Yes. And there has never been a scene
1: before this. Where Xander shows just how much of a hard ass he really is.
0: Yeah. When he was being all scared of Jack, and he even mentions to Cordelia later, he's like, I can stand up to all these vampires and demons, but I'm scared of twiddly little Jack over here. And I'm like, yeah, no, but seriously, you've held your own in multiple fights with vampires. What the hell is wrong? And he's, at this point, he's realized that no, he is that badass. Yeah, or maybe it's just he figured out that Jack was a zombie instead of just a dude. Yeah. He can handle that. He just can't handle real people. <laughs> maybe it's
1: he can't handle real people because he knows he can't kill them.
0: Right. Yeah, he could have definitely killed Jack. Yes, it's terrible. The good
1: guys are always stalwart and true. The bad guys are easily distinguished by their plenty of blackheads. And we always defeat them and save the day. Everyone ever does, and everybody
0: ever after. liar anyway so Xander has nerves and balls of steel oh my he gets Jack riled up enough to the point where even Jack doesn't think he can quite make it past Xander at least not in time to escape the explosion I know what you're thinking can I get by him upstairs out of the
1: building with seconds ticking away I don't love your chances <laughs> Jack says, then you'll die too. Yeah, looks like. So I guess the question really is, who has less fear? Harking back to the previous conversation that he that Jack said to him. Yep. Jack says, I'm not afraid to die. I'm already dead. Yeah, but this is different. Being blowed up isn't walking around and drinking with your buddies dead. It's a little bit swept up by the janitor dead. <laughs> and I don't think you're ready for that. Are you? I like the quiet. <laughs> Nerves
0: of fucking steel, like you said. Yeah. Jack disarms the bomb. Well, and the only thing that I can think of that allowed him to actually be able to pull this off was the knowledge that he had no other way to get out of this. Yeah. He wasn't going to be able to disarm the bomb on, on his own. There's no way he could have gotten far enough away from the school to survive. Nope. He had to manipulate Jack into disarming it for him. It was his only chance. The key to this entire scene falls right onto Nicholas Brendan's
1: physical acting. Because his facial expression, his body language in this entire scene is, you know what? Fuck you, Jack. Mm -hmm. I win. And he knows it.
0: The whole fucking time. Mm -hmm. He knows Jack
1: doesn't want to die.
0: Yeah, even as a zombie. Like, he may have a second chance, but he doesn't want to squander that second chance. Exactly. And after Jack pulls the plug on the bomb, Xander
1: saunters up to him and says, I don't think I want to see you on campus anymore.
0: Yeah, and then... (laughs) He leaves. I still don't understand why he left him like that. And why Jack waited until Xander was out of the room to start being all mouthy. Sure, Xander bested him, but this guy's a big enough narcissist and a psychopath that now that the bomb's not in the equation anymore, he would want to keep fighting, seems like. But whatever, they needed to wrap up the episode.
1: I, I think it's pure psychological warfare. He beat Jack, psychologically speaking. Jack lost his power over Xander. He no longer
0: has fear to leverage against Xander. He has no power. It didn't seem likely that he would have given up that easily, though. But anyway, he he does for exactly those reasons. Yeah. I agree. And then he opens a door and he becomes a Scooby Snack.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> Time for the wrap up. The Scoobies minus Xander are sitting around a picnic table, all kind of reflecting on the horrors that they have just witnessed.
0: Continuing along with the joke of the entire episode, they've got that super dramatic music playing in the background as Giles, Willow, Buffy, and Oz are sitting around this outdoor uh, table and they're all just so woefully battle weary.
1: Xander walks up and Xander's
0: doing pretty damn good. (laughs) and none of them think that he was there i wanted him to tell them all about it but i think it's better that he didn't
1: it's more satisfying that he didn't because it plays off as he felt he really didn't need to
0: this is his thing now like he knows he can handle himself and nobody else needs to know that exactly and so we proved it to himself yeah so Willow says, Xander, boy, you're lucky you weren't at school last night. It was crazed. Xander says, well, uh, give me the quiet life. I'm going to go grab a snack. Anyone want? Uh, Giles says, uh, no, thank you. Oz? No, I'm oddly full today. because <laughs> <laughs> he ate Jack. Anyway, so Cordy tries to get on Xander's nerves again.
1: And Xander, with without saying a fucking word acknowledges she's talking and walks the fuck away
0: xander has blissfully discovered the answer to his conundrum from earlier which can all be summed up in one word confidence yeah he found some confidence
1: yep ger arg ger fucking arg dig this dig this sorry you has a way Beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Water. Usual. Oh yeah. I hit him
0: it's what? A desk. We'd like to take a moment to introduce you to our friends over at Snapfood Podcast, where the situation's normal, all fucked up. Each week, hosts Corey and Shannon invite you to spend some time with them as they regale you with tales of true crime and mystery, with a flair for history take a deeper
1: dive into the stories you thought you knew or discover new ones you won't believe you haven't heard of before. They talk about everything from serial killers and cold cases to cults and far-off wonders. So check them out today on iTunes, Spotify,
0: Stitcher, or any podcast host that you listen to. They can't wait to commiserate over all that is food with you. So I don't know how much of Food you've listened to, Rex, but I'm almost totally caught up with these guys, and they are literally my favorite podcast. Like, I did not know that I liked True Crime until I listened to these guys. Shannon and Corey, you apologized for the, for the swearing in <laughs> when you sent me this, this ad copy, and oh we swear our fucking faces off. <laughs> That's partially why I asked you to do an ad swap. Josh and I both swear. A ton more in real life. Oh, God, yes. So <laughs> We dial it back. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about that. But no, these guys are really awesome. They really do their research. Like They make us look like complete assholes, and not in a bad way. I love that. I trust that you guys really know what you're talking about. So keep doing what you're doing. We love you, and we want our audience to love you, too. Okay, yeah. thanks, bye. Check them out. What's your quote of the day? Okay, my quote of the day, I think, has to go to Oz. And Xander cues him up perfectly. He says, is it about the talking? You know, the way you tend to <laughs> express yourself in short, non-committal phrases? Could be. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I nearly picked from that conversation as well. But I decided that my quote of the day has to be the final line that he says to to Jack after his whole big fucking spiel. Okay. And that is I like the quiet. Because that's the moment where I think Xander is truly reached comfort with himself. And that is an amazingly beautiful thing to witness.
0: Yeah, it's been a long night. He's been through some shit and he's done taking shit and yeah, that's just an excellent moment altogether. My second choice was going to be, we can settle this, like, Frontiersman? (laughs) (laughs) Also really good,
1: my second choice was the whole jellies bit. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Did you be told the jellies? So, dumb question,
0: did you like this episode? I fucking loved this episode. This was so fucking good! It was fucking amazing! There's nothing about this episode that I didn't like, except maybe how shitty Cordelia and Jack were, but I mean, Jack, whatever, we're not supposed to like his character Cordelia. We're supposed to like, and it just, it bothers me that she's still being, she's still being just a little too petty for my taste. I
1: think what they purposely decided is that she had to be the heel to, because without her there, you, the change in Xander's mentality between the beginning and the end of the episode isn't as as evident.
0: It was absolutely necessary. And there was miles of growth possible for Xander. And he traveled those miles. And it came out beautifully. It was believable. It was relatable. He didn't just travel those miles. He kicked those miles'
1: ass. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Proof that you don't need powers to choose to be a hero.
0: I mean, having a car helps. Oh, God, yes. (laughs) That definitely was a good call. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it seemed shallow at first, but then it actually turned out to be uh, an extremely useful, functional item to have. And you know what? If you think about it, without the car, he would have
1: never even encountered Jack in the way that he did, and the school would have been blown up.
0: Jack would have went on with his night.
1: Unimpeded by Xander.
0: He was about to go pick up the boys on his own with somebody else's car. You're right. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Exactly. Who knew? I want to know how they defeated the tentacle demon. I love episodes of shows that the
1: story it followed was characters that were not the main cast. Where we get to see nooks and crannies of a world outside of the norm.
0: It was very satisfying exactly and there weren't even any underground laboratories or alternate universes yeah or dimensions i think this ruins your hypothesis no it just means it falls (laughs) into the category of not necessarily one of my favorite things so much as something that is also pretty neat yeah yeah so thank you for listening to beer with buffy
1: as always find us on itunes give us a review You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. Help support us, help this show continue being the show that it is. Help us get Ale with Angel off the ground. Yes, please. You can leave us a voicemail or text us at 269-743-0783. You can email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. As always, thanks for Reggie, and Ben for our excellent transition, opening and closing music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. Keanu Speed, Rex. Reeves to be with you. Whoa. whoa.
0: You <laughs>
1: we even got a whoa this episode, by the way, when the second zombie was
0: risen out of the grave. Whoa! <laughs> <Dudes>! <laughs> that was the best zombie rising ever. Yes. It really was. I appreciated that. I'm sad we didn't mention that during the episode now. Yeah. The fuck is wrong with us? Where do I begin?
1: <laughs> That's too long. You
0: to destroy not to
1: <laughs> Here, Wolf. You, bye. Suck you. by, you everything you've ever dreaded was under your bed but told yourself couldn't be by the light of day. One gallon all the world. Can One
0: girl in all the world Was a bit um British, wasn't it? Wee.
1: Wait. What have we done? Wh- why are we watching this? <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs>